And thank you, Mr. Lynn Rollins, and a happy Earth Day. We celebrate taking care of our planet today. It's the only livable one we have, at least as of this day in 2023. That probably will change, but I don't think most of us will be around to see it. In the meantime, you have one gorgeous day to get out and do some saltwater and maybe offshore freshwater fishing, turkey hunting, a little hiking, maybe take some photos in the great outdoors, uh, do a little bit of mushroom gathering. I met a, a mushroom gatherer in the woods this week. We were out snake collecting, which I know is probably not a very popular activity, but we were taping a future Bayou Wild TV episode with Kevin Hood and his family with Louisiana Snake ID. Check him out on Facebook. Very interesting guy and family. And we got some good news this morning for you Alabama saltwater anglers. A very pleasant surprise about the flounder population in your saltwater waters over there. We've also got another visit coming up with Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association Director David Cresson regarding one very important piece of legislation that's introduced in this year's Louisiana session. And the topic pogey boats in louisiana coastal waters stay tuned for that also got live reports from our staff of field reporters we're going to get an overview of that new artificial reef that was created uh, last week in southwest louisiana we'll do that with captain kirk stancil and if you happen to be like many other people looking for a nice clean easily accessible fish lading bank spot we got them for you next week. We'll run down the list all over the state of Louisiana. There are locations where you are encouraged to get out and fish. That's the name of the program, sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery. Now, this week's Bad Boy, the Outdoor Feature, tells the story of some Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents doing the work of DEA agents. Yeah, that's a very interesting story. We'll share that with you. And, of course, as you are each week, you're welcome to chime in with your own fishing and hunting reports, questions, comments for our guests by texting directly here to the studio at 504-260-1870. Taking a look at that coastal marine forecast, if you're headed out into it, we've got a little north wind. Uh, The rain has kind of cleared out, moved off to the east. Going to have a lot of sunshine today and tomorrow. Northerly winds about 10 to 15 knots offshore, 2 to 3 foot seas. Uh, That direction will change slightly tomorrow. It'll be out of the east offshore, 10 to 15, 2 to 4 foot seas. On the interior lakes and bays today, northeast wind 10 to 15. That's going to present a light chop, and tomorrow going to be a little bit breezier on the inside. Northeast and easterly winds 15 to 20 and some choppy conditions. Good tide range, got a lot of water moving, one and a half foot is your average tide range. Mississippi River stands at 11.6 and is falling, which kind of puzzles me. I guess all that big snow melt has not yet reached uh, down here, so I would expect a little bit more of a rise. But uh, as uh, we've had in recent years, doesn't look like we're going to have that big, big uh, flood situation where the Bonnie Carey Spillway will need to be open. And boy, did we see some good saltwater fishing results this year. And I think it will continue through the summer because we've had some good, clean, salty water. And that's what those speckled trout and redfish and drum and sheephead really like. All right, stick around. We're going to be back right after this quick timeout, and we're going to kick it off with Robbie Campo. Get a turkey update from him. We're also going to talk a little turkey with Mitch Jurisic, a couple of our marina operators and owners, uh, do some turkey hunting. My season, I can't complain here in Louisiana. I'm tagged out. Two huge mature birds. I got them the first week of the season. And the next week, I took my grandnephew, Drew, 
He bagged his first, the Jake, and he and I are going to Mars, see if we can fill that other tag he's got. A lot of my buddies hunting up in Washington Parish at the Old Six this morning. I know they're tuned in. Good luck to them. And all the turkey hunters across the state, uh, we're entering into the final days. And we come back right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, let's talk to Robbie Campo, uh, fresh back in Shell Beach from a trip out to Kansas chasing the Thunder Chickens. Robbie, uh, let's first of all recap. How was your turkey hunt up in Kansas? I saw you with a picture of a beautiful bird. Did you and the other guys all get what you needed up there? i tell you, Don, uh, uh, you know, Chad Onick and uh, his son Shane Onick over at uh, CNS Whitetails over in uh, El Dorado, Kansas, do a spectacular job. These guys, you know, they they work really hard. Uh, we both, uh, my friend and I, we both got our birds over there. Um, there are a couple units in um, Kansas where you are allowed two birds, but the unit that we were in only allowed one. So we slid over to Missouri, and we had to wait for the Missouri season to open. Uh, we did some scouting. Uh, I got an eastern in Missouri. So um, classic turkey hunt, man, like land, drop down out the, out the tree. You know, first 25 minutes, boom, buried on the ground. So we had a, we had a great time. Uh, you know, but I tell you, Don, Kansas, the only thing I don't like about Kansas is the wind blows 35, 40 miles an hour every day. <laughs> so it, it makes things a little bit rough to hunt. Um, but we did have some – we did have a front come through kind of when we was up there. So it made things a little bit, you know, a little bit more windier than it because it's, it's 25 every day. But I mean, we were we were hunting in some 40 mile an hour winds. Um, but I tell you, these guys up there they have an abundance of animals, uh, deer and white, you know, deer and turkeys, and it was just a, it was just it's just something something you have to do, man, just to get away to go see that Midwest. It's you know, it's not much out there, but it's it's if you looking to see uh, wildlife, it's got it. I tell you. Kansas well, the thing the thing I love place. about Kansas is the wide open areas. You know, you got those bottoms that run through the the fields, but I mean, you can see for so long of a distance that you get to really be more interactive. You can spot the turkeys, you can work them, you can make plans. In Louisiana, it's so thick, you're lucky if you can see your hand in front of your face. It's a whole different game, but it's a really enjoyable out that way. It really is, and some nice people out there too. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Switching gears a little bit, getting into this fishing business since I got back um, earlier this week, Don. They bought a slam to trout around here earlier this week. We had a couple of good days, and uh, now we got another front comes through. It's blowing 20 this morning out of the north. Um, I, you know, I, I just looked at the wind gauge just before I walked out the door at the office. It was, it was 19, 19 gusting to 20. So I, I don't know how today's going to fare out, but um, I tell you, you know, yesterday, the guys that fished out out yesterday, you know, they caught more redfish than they did speckle trout. Uh, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday was, you know, two good trout days. I mean, really big trout, too. So, I think, um, and we had a strong east wind. So, we got a whole different scenario this morning. Uh, you know, we had hard east, east winds all week. Now, we got north winds this morning. Um, I think this morning, you're going to have to, you have to go up in the interior marshes behind, maybe behind Stump Lagoon, or go fish behind Hopedale Lagoon, or in you know Lake Lake Amita, going toward Amity. They caught some fish up in there that would be protected this morning. Um, we have live shrimp here at the marina, 
the food trailer is open this morning. So, like I say, if today's your day to fish and it's Saturday and you coming down, hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. And we got, we'll hook you up and get you fed and get you going. Sounds good. Robbie, what's your favorite thing off the Chiwi's wagon down there? Well, my favorite thing, <laughs> well, in the morning I like a BLT. You can't go wrong with a BLT. But they got a good breakfast burrito. They got everything that these people cook over here. It is just, it's incredible. They do a great job. Um, for lunch, uh, they do a, you know, they have a pork chop sandwich. They got a. They got a, uh, you know, my my favorite is the black and chicken tacos. It, 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 everything these people do is just, they go above and beyond, and, and it's really, really good. So don't spend your money at the big chains when you can come down here and get something local and, 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 and really enjoy it. Yeah, I don't grab one of those two-week-old soggy wrapped-up sandwiches, you know. Get get you some real food down there. <laughs> Robbie, uh, glad, you, glad your turkey hunt worked out. Uh, you know, you got to look forward to a long time before we get to do it again. It only comes around for a short time, and you got to take advantage of it. And hope this good fishing continues on through the rest of the summer. And we'll catch up with you Absolutely. next week, buddy. All right, buddy. Talk to you later, Don. All right, yes, bye-bye. Sir. Robbie Campo, Shell Beach, Campos Marina. All right, uh, Flounders. Boy, I got some good news from Alabama. In fact, uh, the, the backstrap stackers uh, checking in this morning from Clark County. He in the little backstrap, still chasing the town. Boy, I sure hope you get one for him. Uh, he's hoping everyone has a great day. He says, on the Alabama, Florida, the state has worked hard with their restocking program. Well, I got information in from uh, Scott Bannon, who's director of the Marine Resources Division over there. And he says it's not scientific. But he uses his easy barometer called social media, and he's been seeing an increase in photographs of flounder on several sites. People are calling him who target flounder. Uh, they've even got some divers who are seeing more in places like Perdido Pass. Uh, and it's a very popular species there. Now, they did change the regulation in 2019. Uh, they made a commercial trip limit, which includes hook and line uh, or gill net. That would be 40 fish per trip. The recreational bag limit was reduced to 5, and they increased the minimum size to 14 inches and created a 30-day no-fishing period for the month of November when the flounder spawned. Uh, he says that they don't think that they can give all the credit to those change in regulations. They just think that the habitat has improved and flounders just may be on the rebound. And, again, they've got a little bit of a restocking program there, but it's looking good. And not just there. I'm going to talk to Kirk Stance a little while out in Calcasieu. I saw some big flounders on there doc that came in also been talking to a lot of people in many areas the flounder catch is up we even had a closure here for 30 days in louisiana i don't think that little quick fix brought them back again maybe the habitat is more conducive for flounders to spawn and thrive all right we come back after this we're going to talk to mitch jurisic go down to the delta marina find out what's happening down there near the burris and empire area get your fishing report and he's also a turkey hunter he hunts alabama We'll see how they've done, too. Coming up right after this, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Now, let's head down Highway 23 down to the Delta Marina where Mitch Jurisic is standing by with a fishing report. And first, Mitch, uh, you're an avid turkey hunter, too. How's the Alabama season treated you guys? Uh, well, it's over for me, Don, which is a good thing. First time in many, many years that I could say I limited out. <laughs> That so we a have a, a four a four turkey limit and uh and yes I wound up you know getting my fourth turkey on my last trip and uh and we still got a few weeks left of the season 
So I had to leave him gobbling up there. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And, and even after I limited out, went right around with the grandbaby on a Sunday afternoon and watched four or five gobblers in several different places just strutting around and doing their thing. I don't know what it was up there this year. Everyone, you know, in my, my neck of the woods up there said, you know, it was just terrific. I went uh, I went with a buddy of mine to go look at his piece of property, just clear-cut some of it, and uh, he's going to plant it back in Longleaf Pine. And we drove up on five gobblers out in the, in the wide-open cutover, got out the truck just for the heck of it, went down around and hit the call a few times. They started gobbling their full head off, came almost right up to the truck. I said, oh, man, this is just unreal. Of course, we, I was in a white T-shirt and gray sweatpants. I said, something, <laughs> something's up this year. They, they just they – just, uh, they were on fire, you know. Yeah, they've been so. playing the game. Well, listen, uh, we got the shrimp season opening up May 1st at 6 a.m. That's going to be Monday morning. And uh, the, the west side of the river now, Zone 2, is going to be opening up. How is that going to impact the fishing? I know a lot of fishing tell, fishermen tell me that their areas get muddied up from the trawl boats. I guess you got to kind of well, stay, steer clear of them. Well, yeah, you, you actually yeah, actually do. You know, I mean, of course, we got all these oyster leases, you know, that we, we keep marked off pretty good and uh and for the most part the shrimpers do their best to stay off of them and uh so what you're going to have to do is you're really going to have to get in deep inside those oyster reefs to get away from that and i, and I think this is a crazy situation i i don't i don't understand and i know the shrimpers aren't very happy you know there is a good bit of white shrimp right now that are that are inshore uh you know kind of a medium-sized shrimp and they tell me that's what the factories want that's why they're opening the season but the price is going to be horrible for the poor guys who are trying to make a living out there but but it was i mean for the fishermen the the birds are just starting to dive i mean you're seeing flocks of birds everywhere diving on these small brown shrimp that are inshore right now that that showed up and and a speckled trout fishing has been off the charts when the weather's right. But the problem is there's a lot of nine-inch trout, which is not a problem. It's a good thing. Nine- and ten-inch trout under the birds. But a very good friend of mine went fishing yesterday with his wife in Bay Adam. And uh, he, he, him and his wife limited out. They caught their 50 trout in a very short period of time. All beautiful birds. He said he, all beautiful trout. When he got under the, uh, under the birds, he said it was just, you know, Every cast is unreal, but they were all small, so he went and started fishing on the oyster reef, and he found a little spot. And, I mean, a beautiful, beautiful catch of trout. That's been happening quite often when the weather allows. But, you know, of course, this morning we're looking at 20-knot winds down here, and it's, uh, right. it's going to be a little difficult. You know, feels the, the air feels beautiful, but it's not going to be very, very conducive for fishing today. So maybe tomorrow, you know, maybe tomorrow it'll be a little better, but. We'll, we'll have to see, you know, so, but it, it's been really good. Uh, and it's just, I, I, you know, just with, I think, uh, you know, I think the shrimp season thing is, is crazy how, you know, they're going to open it early and, and I don't, I don't know. I, I just can't figure, I can't figure what the department's doing. <laughs> I'm hearing for big shrimp that the, the, the shrimpers may only get less than a dollar fifty a pound. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly right. They, they, the buyers don't want the big shrimp. They want a, a 36, 40. They want a medium count shrimp. And that's what these shrimp are counting right now. So apparently the factories have, have a big, big, uh, a big, you know, pull on opening the season because they want to open it when they got the right size shrimp for them out there. But this, I heard it's going to be possibly 50 cents for a shrimp running from uh, 50, 60 on up to 80, 100. 
and wow. the rest of them will be a dollar at best. And it's like, wow, you know, these these poor guys just can't make it on that anymore. I mean, something's got to give on that. It's it's just, you know, but of course, you know, the strip have been here all winter long. That's that's another thing. You know, we get live bait every day. It's It's like the shrimp don't disappear like they used to. So people who are shrimping offshore or shrimping, you know, in in the open areas are still catching big big amounts of shrimp. We're having a lot of these guys that are, you know, that are freezing their own shrimp nowadays and, and selling them, you know, throughout the season as well, peddling peddling their own shrimp throughout the whole season. So it's it's kind of crazy how this has happened down here and and throughout Louisiana. Actually, it's you know it's a different like you say changing climate. I heard you talking about the flounders earlier, yeah. you know, and I, and they are back. They are they are back. People catching flounders right now. It's, it's like wow, you know, this is that's great news to hear, and you know. But now I want to tell you, I've been getting some pictures from a good buddy of mine in Wisconsin that does a lot of fishing down here in the wintertime, and the Mississippi River is almost in his door of his home. So I mm-hmm. think we're going to be dealing with a little bit of a little bit of high river, and I hate to see Land, that yeah. during spawning time. Yeah, I hate to see that during spawning time for these trout because this year we're seeing a good a good bit of young trout, and I think it's because the river acted normal last year, you know. Exactly. But. Well, Mitch, uh, what's going on at the Ponderosa? Same old, same old, Don. Got some beautiful, good oysters on the grill, on the half shell. Good, some of the delicious seafood. I got one of my old chefs back in town. And so the pastas, the crab cakes, everything's back up to par. And, uh, and we're really excited, you know, really busy down here. You know, we, we've been actually, there's a lot of activity going on down here in Plaquemines Parish. We got this big old LNG plant being built. We got a whole bunch of people in town now. So everything's been happening real well. We got a good crowd at the restaurant on Thursday through Sunday. It's just been been phenomenal. You know? and, and they do a little fishing on the weekends, too. They learn how to bank fish themselves. <laughs> well, you got everything they need down there. You got bait. You got the store. You got lodging for a place for people to sleep with their kitchenettes. And then you got a restaurant for those that uh, want to get a good uh, Louisiana cooked meal. So it's a great, uh, great operation you got there, Mitch. And uh, I guess you'll be doing a little bit of offshore fishing coming up not too far off, huh? Oh, yeah, we're getting into that mode. And I tell you what, it's been difficult for them guys, too, because this wind is just not yeah. giving up. I mean, people just haven't had a chance, you know, to get out there. Uh, usually by this time, we're hearing reports of marlin being caught all over, blue marlin being caught, but, you know, by the boats. But they haven't been able to get out themselves either. So everybody's chomping at the bit. But tournament season is right around the corner. So you might be here getting some reports from uh, – from 80 miles offshore here shortly. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Mitch, always great talking to you. Enjoy your great weekend, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time, my friend. Thank you, Don. Great talking with you, and good luck for the rest of your turkey season as well. Thank you. We appreciate it. That's Mitch Jurisich at the Delta Marina. All right, we come back. It's me and your text, 504-260-1870. Also, uh, one of the most Frequent questions I get is, Don, where's a good place I can go, take the kids, fish from a bank, and catch some fish? I can tell you for sure where you can go and do that this coming week. It's called Get Out and Fish Locations. I got them for you right after this pause. You're listening to from St. Hubert's Cathedral on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain, The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. One of the unique things we do on this show, we got an instant text message board at 504-260-1870. Come right in here to the studio real time, and we'd love for you to participate, your comments, your questions, your reports. And we've got a whole list of regular listeners who have, I guess you'd call it their 
handles on nicknames, and we've got an extensive list of them, and it's growing each week. Uh, one of them is the Worm, and he is out in Moab still riding the trails, and he came across five antelope that were bedded down. They popped up and just kind of walked away. Yeah, well, I guess when they don't get harassed. Anyway, Mrs. Worm is at home. What's the deal, Mrs. Worm? How does he get to go out into the great uh, wilds of Moab and look at antelope and uh, your home listening to the radio? What's that all about? <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Jimbo, Jim Bob from Ponchatoula. Any trout at the causeway yet? I have not gotten any reports. I will check with Mike Gallo. He fishes there on occasion, a rare occasion. And if anyone else has gotten any trout there, uh, text me. Give me your report. We'll pass that along to Jim Bob. Uh, last time I was there, water looked pretty dirty. You know, with these winds, every so many days we've been getting these fronts, and the water looks kind of muddy and murky. But uh, could be some good clean salt water on the bottom. I've seen that before. And maybe we'll get some reports for you, Jim Bob. Thanks for your text. All right, well, we're going to pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves. When we come back from that, uh, got those get out and fish locations for you. If you want to get out and catch some beautiful, tasty channel cats and also some more of your text messages. We'll do that right after this 10-second pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. You know, one of the things I get asked all the time, Don, where can I go? I don't have a boat, but I want to catch some fish from the bank. The Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has identified several uh, fishing ponds. They're small lakes or ponds on public property that have good access. They've got bathroom facilities. They have to meet a certain criteria. When they do, they schedule times to go out and put in channel catfish. They stock them. They also do it with rainbow trout. Uh, if you want to see how to catch them and what it all looks like, uh, go to Bayou Wild TV and go to our YouTube page and go back a couple weeks uh, and you'll see a, a, a feature I did at the Zamari Park location in Hammond catching some beautiful channel cat the day that they stocked them. Uh, these fish start biting as soon as they hit the water. Here's a rundown. Now, Monday morning at Turner's Pond, if you're up in Minden, uh, Grambling at City Park, Caroli Park in West Monroe, and in Ruston, the Elmore D. Mayfield. On Wednesday, April 26th, the Breck Park, in, that's Burbank in Baton Rouge. I've been there, and uh, that's a very nice place. Sydney Hutchinson is also another location. Zamari Park, where I did the Bayou Wild TV fishing feature, and that's in Hammond. And the Bogachita State Park in Franklinton. Those are Wednesday. Now, you can fish any time after that stocking because they don't all get caught the day they're put in. They're there for a while. Friday, April 28th, the Purple Heart Memorial in Ragley. The I-10 Park in Jennings. Girard Park in Lafayette. I've been to that one, too. That's a beautiful place. And in Youngsville, the Southside Regional Park, Fabaca Field. Channel Cat, go there. If you go on their website and look up Get Out and Fish, it'll tell you all the regulations and also uh, some of those same tips I did in the feature on catching those beautiful, delicious, tasty channel cats. All right, we got the Frog Lawyer checking in. He's ready to launch on LA-1 for the Slamboree. Uh, Captain Ross is filling the boat with trout and reds down at Cajun Fishing Adventures. And we got a report with Brian Lambert from Cajun Fishing coming up. Here's one waiting for the farmer's market to open and things start happening. And here's a question. Do you know if Slidell's going to fix the fishing pier, the one that was damaged on Hurricane Ida? I still have not gotten any information on when that might repair. And also the one on the North Shore in Mandeville is still out of commission in disrepair. 
And let's see, we've got, uh, yeah, someone, another one asking about that. Uh, the Wingbone, uh, my friend Ed over in Wilmer, he's doing yard work today. Well, you got a pretty day to do it. I got mine done during the week. All right, you got to send us a text, 504-260-1870. And we'll be back right after this. We got a fishing report coming up from out west. We're going to talk to Captain Kirk Stancil. They've got an addition to that reef that was already there in Big Lake. It's very accessible. We'll find out how productive it's been. We'll talk to him and get some other tips for you right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, if you've been listening along, you've heard a lot of uh, good reports on turkey hunting this season. And I got a question from one of our Baton Rouge listeners. Could it be because of COVID and the lockdown that the turkeys were able to breed more? I would have thought it was just the opposite. Because of COVID, uh, one of the things that was not locked down was getting into the outdoors. Fishing and hunting license sales and trips were up during that period, and especially the turkey season. There were more people hunting turkeys than had been in many, many years. So I don't think that was it. You know, these things just kind of run in cycles. Of course, now in Louisiana, they've got the season pushed back so far. Uh, it's hard to, to to get turkeys gobbling, so they've reduced the limit. Um, they've taken those steps, and that probably has had some impact. But um, I, the turkey program in Louisiana needs a lot of work. I don't have time to discuss it all now, but we will because on May 27th, they're going to have a Zoom meeting all about the Louisiana turkey hunting, and you can participate in it, and I'll give you more details as we get closer to that. But I don't believe the lockdown helped the turkeys at all. If anything, it probably put a little bit more pressure on them. All right, a uh, friend from David Hubble from Alabama's checking in. He might even fire up the grill later on. He's going to check on the tomato and pepper plants. Yeah, it's a good day for gardening. Eight melaton vines and spruce up the yard. Uh, David, I need to get with you on those melatons. I need to get some from you, and uh, i got some people that want to plant them and get them going. All right, uh, let's see. Ask that guy how the limit helped their trout population, if any. I don't know which guy did you mean, if you would just let me know that. Again, our text number is 504-260-1870. We're hoping to get a hold of Captain Kirk, and we may get a chance to talk with him. I I wanted to talk to him about the reef that was put down in his area in Calcasieu Lake. There was one that was built uh, not long ago, and it's very close to his uh, marina and to his lodge. It's easily accessible. It's in about six feet of water. This one is called Finfish 2 or the second, and that's because it kind of is adjacent to the first reef, just kind of expanding it. And uh, hopefully it's going to produce some fishing in in pretty short order. Most of the time they put down these reefs, and within just days that the the small bait fish start to accumulate, and then the predator fish, and then the larger predator fish, and before you know it, you got a whole food chain going on there. This was about 1,500 tons of crushed concrete, spread it out over two or three acres, and it's adjacent to the original reef. So uh, they show that the the science shows that these crushed concrete reefs, uh, within days, they start, and you get trout and redfish and other marine species. Uh, I remember we've gone out and uh, actually recorded and taped uh, how they do it. They usually send this out on a barge and push it off and, Sometimes they sink old rigs. They convert the rigs to reefs. And a lot of times they're offshore, and they aren't easily accessible for small boaters. But this one certainly is. It's not dead center, but it's kind of central uh, in, in, in Calcasieu Lake. 
and it's very easily accessible from all the marinas there. Anyway, if we get a chance to talk to Captain Kirk, we'll do that. Also, I noticed they were, had a lot of flounders coming in there. On his, He's got a camera set up on the dock there, and if you go to his website, hackberryrodandgun.com, uh, you can see all the fish that get brought in on the dock, and, hey, that's real-time Best fishing reports you can get comes from right there. Anyway, these reefs that are being built uh, with the coastal conservation is certainly a very, very worthy cause. And, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, sponsors put put the funding up. In this case, uh, it was Phillips 66 uh, partnered with uh, the Coastal Conservation Association to put in this finfish reef. It's about two miles west of Commissary Point. And it's very easy to find if you go to the Coastal Conservation Association's website, which is ccalouisiana.com. Uh, you can actually find maps and uh, the, the coordinates. You can find those for all of the, the reefs for, with GPS locations if you just simply go to their website. All right, let's see if we got any more text coming in. Uh, yeah, this one says, looks like good weather for his birthday, crawfish ball. Jason the barber. Hey, Jason, uh, happy birthday to you. Here's one says, how do you hook a live shrimp? I do it two ways. Most of the time I hook them. If you look at the head, there's a horn on top of it, a sharp barb. It's kind of a defensive mechanism that they have. Uh, if you take your hook and you go underneath that horn and come through it, you got to watch there's a little black spot right behind that horn, and that is pretty much the – it's kind of the – uh, the parallel to a human brain—it's a—it's uh, a—it's a nerve, and if you puncture that, you will kill the shrimp and, and disable it. But if you just hook it through the horn, uh, you virtually just went through his hard shell, and it's a good spot because it holds it good and tight. But the shrimp is free to swim around; his legs move, and that's the idea of fishing with live shrimp—is to have something live and uh, also has the smell, and the fish get attracted to it. The other way is you hook them uh, in the tail. You can do a tail hook through the back end of the tail. Uh, they're not quite as mobile that way. A lot of times I'll, I'll rig them that way when I'm fishing underneath a popping cork. And actually there's one other way. It's a little complicated, but it, it's kind of on the hump on the back, and you go through the shell and come back out, and it kind of hooks it on the top part of the, the rear of the shrimp. Well, any of those three ways is good. Uh, the idea is do it in a manner that will keep the shrimp lively because uh, – that's that's what it's all about. All right, when we come back after this, we're going to talk to Darrell Carpenter. Got that shrimp season opening up in his zone. Zone 2 is opening up Monday, May 1st, and a lot of times that creates some uh, dirty water situation if you're trying to fish around where they're trawling. Darrell will have some options for you when we come back after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we need fishing info from Grand Isle, from uh, Fushan, and also Leeville areas. We talked to this guy, Captain Darrell Carpenter, the owner of RealScreamers.com. And, Darrell, picking up on that question I got in, how do you hook a live shrimp? We're getting into the live bait season. How do you prefer to hook your shrimp? Well, Don, it kind of all depends on, on what the situation is. Uh, like I said, there's only two ways that we preferably do it when they're live, and that's either between the two black spots in the head under the horn. Or you can hook it through that last, you know, that the the tail piece that they normally leave on whatever you're eating it at a restaurant. It kind of depends on the situation. If it's if it's a bigger shrimp, uh, I like hooking it in the tail. And if it's the smaller ones, I'll you know I usually go into the head. Well, I'm going to ask Ryan Lambert, but as you and everyone else knows, he don't really fish with shrimp much. He may not have an answer for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we'll talk to him about it. Now, speaking of shrimp again, shrimp season's opening Monday and Zone 2 at your area uh, is included in that off the coast of the lower coast of Grand Isle. What can you tell people about fishing during trawling season with dirty water? Uh, Don, from what I'm, the predictions I'm hearing is you ain't going to have to worry about it. Uh, the You know, the shrimp industry is, is hurting bad and um, – I'm here, and they only didn't have anywhere to sell them, basically. So they don't expect there's going to be too many boats in the water. But, um, but you know, I, I've never really subscribed into the theory that it really hurts because I think sometimes – now, this is a really early opening, but sometimes I think it helps by getting actually some of that bait out of the water and helps congregate our fish. Um, you know, we've been catching a whole lot of shrimp, and we've got the live tanks are full right now. The shrimp are running a little bit small. Um, I think that, you know, and, and watching what we do, 30 minutes after we pass, you can't tell we've been there. So as long as you've got some moving water, you got to just kind of watch where it's running and watch how hard, how, how hard the shrimpers are hitting a particular area. But I think within 20, 30 minutes of them being gone, it's their, their trail's gone. And, and Daryl, um, you know, it's almost a lost art now, you know, small boat trawling. Used to be uh, recreational trawlers went out and would drop their small nets and, you know, even a 16-foot net. You could come up with a nice bunch of fish and some good bycatch that's legal to keep, too. Uh, how do you rig up and what size of trawl are you pulling? Well, I'm, I'm not pulling trawl anymore. I've, I've gone ahead and uh, we, we're running a little skimmer. Um, a little skimmer boat that we bought. But now when I do when I do my trip charter trips, we do the trawl. I'm on a I'm on a sixteen foot um, you know, we pull it behind the bay boat. It's normally okay except for on a day like today when it's real, real windy and if that trawl's full of shrimp then sometimes just as I added a little bit of caution I put a little bit of I put the trolling motor down to help turn the bow. But uh but man, other than that, you're right. It's a loss. It's you know, it, it's it's a losing art. I mean, it's going away, going just quickly. But it's it's such a relaxing, tranquil time on the water. It's it's really nice. Yeah, and you pick up some crabs and you know some other things too that are pretty neat to have along. But just not as many people nearly as what we used to have as a small recreational shrimper. Well, Daryl, uh, dealing with all this wind today, you have any suggestions for fishermen that are just this is their weekend? They like the clear sunshine. But not the wind. Where might they you send them? Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to find a piece of terra firma and around Grand Isle that's getting harder and harder to do. Uh, but you're gonna have to find a piece of land and, and hide behind it. The fishing has been just the the trout are on the lower coast. They, it's been outstanding. I mean, shrimp over the oyster reefs, over the over the under the birds, you name it. But we got to have the weather to do it. And today's not gonna be it. Um, you're gonna have to find an island somewhere. And just look for it with the the tide is rocking and rolling, man. It's yesterday evening it was rolling out of here, creating whirlpools around everything that they crossed. So just find moving water is not going to be a problem. Finding a place out of this wind is going to be a problem today. And if you do, just sink some live shrimp, and sooner or later you're going to produce a few trout. All right. Very good. Daryl, somebody wants to get uh, a trip booked with you, and uh, you're on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, along with our other field reporters. Give them your site and telephone number if they're interested. Yeah, they can find it at RealScreamers.com, or just pick up the phone at 225-937-6288. Easy enough. Have a good weekend, Daryl, and we will talk with you again next week. We tuck it away from this wind today and hope it gets better midweek.
Yes, indeed. That's all you can do this time of year. Thanks again, Daryl. Appreciate it. That's Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, coming up uh, in the second hour, uh, we got more fishing reports coming up. We're going to be talking to Captain Mike Gallo, gets a Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Warren, Lake Catherine, uh, North Biloxi Marsh report from him. Also, uh, we got Brendan Bayard for you paddlers, so get your paddlers report going on. And Ryan Lambert from Cajun Fishing Adventures is going to join us too. Also, we uh, hopefully we'll be getting David Cress on. I have him scheduled to come on. You'll want to hear what he's got to say about Houseville five, uh, on 576. We've talked with him before. Uh, this is in the legislative session right now, and it puts some restrictions, I think very reasonable restrictions, on the Menhaden industry. They've been kind of needed to rein them in there. They've kind of uh, got a little close to the coast and uh, some problems with bycatch and uh, cut loose nets that were full of fish and wasted and uh, this law will address uh, some of those things, and I think it's a good one. We'll talk to David about that. Also, your text message is 504-260-1870. And uh, talking about Jason, my barber's crawfish ball, I judge crawfish, and congratulations to Devin Nola. Nola Plumbing, he won the crawfish cooking contest at Dreams Come True at Lamar Dixon, and uh, thank you so much for providing those and all the people that showed up. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> 